This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Saw, Death is a Shortcut, Denmark. It's Escape Room the Movie! Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And this time it's us, not those other guys. Yes, we're back. We still have not let Brett out of his metal closet, but at some point, Chris will remember the combination. I believe it is written somewhere on the walls of the room. Mm, That's fitting. (laughs) Topical. Indeed. (laughs) I can use that properly. Yeah, it's a nice change of pace. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Saw, as as suggested to us by Mr. Green. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen it before. That's true. Yeah, I was like, I'm not a big fan of the whole torture porn genre, so I was like, oh, it's torture porn. I'll just skip it. Thank you very much. But turns out it's not. That's true. So we'll start at the beginning, as we're wont to do. What? I know. But there's, but there's flashbacks in this, Chris. How do you determine where the beginning actually is? I mean, I go by where it starts when I hit the play button. Uh, well, as I learned from uh, the Lego Batman movie yesterday, it starts with a black screen. Mm, I guess that's true. Let <laughs> so me start with a black screen. Yay! And we got two jerks. One of them in a bathtub. He wakes up, and a plot point goes down the drain. Yeah, and point of order. So he wakes up underneath the water in a bathtub. So, uh, one, how long was he under the water? Because, you know, drowning. And two, how, like, what drug did they give him that kept him from breathing while he was underwater? Because, Drowning. They gave him a uh, Aquaman drug. <laughs> yeah, his, they gave him temporary gills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they go away when you wake up. You know those things. <laughs> oh, sleep gills. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has those, right? Well, you have to have the drug. I mean, oh, I see. Troy. Yeah. Just now the science. The question is: Is that drug derived from an animal, so that like? Like fish bladders or something, so that you can, you know, vegetarians can't use it. Yeah. Yeah, vegans, they drown when they sleep. (laughs) Oh, man, it must suck to be a vegan. Yeah, especially if you're in a Saw movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so he thrashes around, uh, kicks open the drain to the bathtub, and glowy plot point just slides right down the drain. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, these guys are in some kind of, I don't know, weird industrial subterranean bathroom? Yeah, like it's it's all tiled in white, and there's one toilet and one bathtub and a bunch of empty space. Like, like a lot of empty space, and there's a dead body with, like, blood pooled around it, and it's got a gun in one hand and a tape recorder in the other. 
So it's obviously not a lot of small set because there are no hands in pockets. Uh, well, it's just one hand, I think. But well, but no hands were in pockets. That's true. Yeah, so it's not a lot of small set. Unfortunately. Hey now. What? <laughs> I like Alanis Morissette. Thank you very much. I didn't know you were such an Alanis Morissette apologist. Hey, Jagged Little Pill is one of the best albums to come out in the nineties. Mm. This is this is not the forum for this. <laughs> hey, I'm sure all my Canadian listeners will back me up on this. Uh, I don't know. You can't. Are you saying I can't do this on the podcast? Oh God. <laughs> the cook was named Barf, which I appreciate. Yep. <laughs> anyway, enough about Nickelodeon kids programming from the late 80s. And Canada. Mm. Dave Coulier from Canada? Uh, I would assume so. Or at least he's gotten blowjobs in Canadian theaters. Mm. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> If he doesn't live there, I bet he loves it. <laughs> so anyway, we got these jerks and a corpse. Yep. Uh, we have Buttercup and I don't know what the other Adam. I don't know. Like bland white guy for the yeah. other one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. The I don't know. The actor who played bathtub guy just we'll call him Aquaman. Yeah, I guess that seems legit. <laughs> yeah. So Aquaman and Buttercup are like, so uh what are we doing here, man? I'm all chained to this thing. And other ones like, yeah, me too. What a coincidence. And we're chained on opposite sides of the room. And they uh they both find out that they've got little micro cassettes in their pockets. Yes. So and not rings. No. Although one guy also has a bullet. I believe Buttercup had a bullet in his envelope as well. He did. Or I'm sorry, it was a cartridge because it's both the bullet and the casing and the powder. Well, how to how pedantic <laughs> for yourself. Yeah, because I'm never pedantic. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they listen to their tapes and we learn that they're there because of uh, Jigsaw and he's yeah. like, uh, he's got a shtick. If you're not familiar with the Saw movies, I'm What's not sure sh- how you're not, but yeah, can you can you stroke his stick for us, Chris? I was really hoping. <laughs> so basically, his whole uh, deal is: you don't appreciate your life because I have brain cancer, so I'm going to elaborately trap you. Do so you have more appreciation for your life? Question mark. Yeah, because apparently, if you if you have a near death experience you uh and prove that you're willing to fight for your life uh you you will and you will enjoy it more and you will treasure it and you'll also you'll get out of this death trap yeah because nobody who's ever been faced with a horrible death situation has ever come out of it with anything but rosy happy feelings yes i'm sure ptsd does not exist in the saw universe yeah no, everybody's totally fine. It's fine. So uh, they get some clues from the tapes. Like, follow your heart. Yeah. 
which of course means look for the poo heart in the room. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, like on the toilet tank, there is a heart drawn in what looked it had a brown substance. And so Aquaman's like, well, there's water in the toilet bowl, so I must dive into it because I am Aquaman and sticks his hand in there and fishes around and doesn't find anything except for two solids. And then uh, old Buttercup's like, hey, asshole, why don't you look in the tank of it? You know, where the heart is drawn. Yeah. And he like, was, why did you immediately go for the poo water? That's Yeah, he was just happy. He's like, oh, thank God. I get to go wrist deep in that poo water. <laughs> I was going to do that anyway, but now I don't look like a fucking weirdo. Because <laughs> everyone likes to go wrist deep. Well, yeah. That's what my back tattoo says. <laughs> Chris fact. <laughs> Uh, I hope I never go to prison. <laughs> uh, well, you know, at least people will know what to do if you do. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, he uh, he finds a garbage bag in in the toilet tank because that's where you store your garbage bags. Yeah, and it's full of hacksaws and something. Yeah, some unnamed substance that he tosses the garbage bag. Uh, Aquaman tosses the garbage bag into the bathtub he emerged from and promptly forgets about. And they uh, they come to the sobering realization that the hacksaws aren't going to cut through these chains. Yeah, Aquaman breaks his on his chains, and then Buttercup is like, I'm not really making any progress here, so I'm just going to stop before mine breaks, too. And, uh... Old uh, Buttercup's like, man, this reminds me of something. Something I can only get across through flashbacks. Bum, bum, bum. Or, I'm sorry. Doodle, doodle, doodle. And then we uh, we get a little background on this uh, jigsaw murderer. Mur-diddly-erdler-er. And he, uh, he's done some other unpleasantries. Like, there was the guy with the razor wire. Yeah, who was apparently was supposed to like Catherine Zeta Jones his way through the razor wire, but instead sliced open his femoral artery and bled out. That's yeah, a it's a good uh good good pull, I guess. <laughs> well, he was supposed to entrap his way through it. That didn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, he was trying to get through the entrap. Meant. Meant. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah, and uh, there's the other guy who was. Boy, I don't really understand this other guy's thing. So apparently he's covered in a flammable substance and has a candle and he has to figure out a combination on the safe that requires him to have a candle in his hands. I don't know. He got elevated. Yeah, well, because the uh, so there's a safe in the middle that has the I don't the way out of the room in it. Oh, no, it has an antidote to a poison. He's injected with a poison. And inside the safe is the antidote to the poison. And he's also covered in a flammable substance as well as basically the rest of the room. And there's a candle on top, but the room is big enough. He needs the candle to be able to read the walls where the combinations are written. Only how the fuck you're supposed to like be lucky enough to find the combination out of a bunch of numbers written on the walls of a room. I have no idea. Yeah, and the room didn't seem like it was dark enough to, that you would need the candle necessarily. Yeah. I don't know. But he got burnt up, which was fine. It's fine. Yeah, like, we didn't know the guy. 
Yeah. And uh, whatevs. It turns out that they found a uh, pocket flashlight thing. Pen light. Pen light that belonged to Dr. Buttercup. So now he's a person of interest in these murderly erderers. <laughs> Thank you. I guess. <laughs> so they go and pick him up and take him down to the station. But he has an alibi of a nonspecific nature. But the alibi was I was banging a chick who wasn't my wife. And they're like, yep, checks out. Totally. We're balls deep in her. <laughs> and potentially wrist deep. We're not sure. Yeah. And then they uh, follow police procedure and have him listen to a horrifying story from an eyewitness who escaped a jigsaw trap. Because that seems like a thing cops would do. Yep. They, she was in some like gnarly, like industrial steampunk looking uh, head device that apparently was welded to her jaws or something. And as the timer runs out, it's supposed to snap open and rip her bottom jaw off, basically. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, <clears throat> it seems like a lot of trouble to go to, but but and the, oh, the key was inside the uh, the dead body of the guy in the room with her, and so it's, but as she gets over to the body, the guy like wakes up, but she still like hacks him open with the scalpel anyway. But you find out that he was given like a lethal dose of morphine, so he didn't really feel it, and that's when my response was, well. Man, imagine if like somehow they've been been able to deliver Narcan along with the, the scalpel stabs of the guy like suddenly like woke up and could feel everything. That'd be pretty terrible. Yeah, because that's what that <laughs> needed was to be more terrible. <laughs> I was like, yes, Chris, my superpower is to be able to make anything worse. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a rad power. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, like, don't make me use my power, I'll make everything worse. Then we uh we jump smash cut back over to the Dr. Buttercup and a bland white guy number 614. Aquaman. And uh, so so basically, old uh, Dr. Buttercup has to kill Adam before six on the clock because reasons to win the game. Yeah, and if he doesn't, then his daughter and wife will be killed. And they uh, they somehow find a hidden camera. Well, I think uh, Aquaman picks up like a piece of glass and like, I don't know, threatens to stab Buttercup, who is well out of his reach. And it realizes that the glass he grabbed was uh, like two sided mirror or one sided mirror. Yeah. One of those mirrors you can see through from one side, but not the other. Mm -hmm. I think it's a two way mirror. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense because. It, one and a half should be. It should be a one and a half way mirror. <laughs> I, I, I don't see how that makes more sense. <laughs> Two way mirror makes no sense. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, think about it. I, I don't. I, I don't want it. <laughs> anyway, listeners, ponder that. Ponder the cone that is a two way mirror. Um, but anyway, so they they start throwing rocks or something at the chunks of masonry or whatever at the mirrors on the wall. And there's a camera behind one of them. Yeah. And then we like, uh, retreated some more flashbacks after they scream at the camera for a little bit where we see uh Dr. Buttercup being a jerk ass to his family. Well, I mean, 
So, yeah, so their daughter, like, gets up out of bed and wanders over to the mom. It's like, Mom, there's a weird man in my room. And she's like, oh, honey, did you have a bad dream? And she's like, I want daddy to, to, I want daddy. And she's like, okay, well, let's go find your dad who's in his office. And, and then he goes to the room and puts the girl down and tells her a lovely story about how Columbo once read a story to Fred Savage and puts her to bed. And then he's like, oh. Oh, my pager went off. I got to go to the hospital and cure cancer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is where we see that him and his wife aren't having a good marriage times. Yeah, because she's like, you don't have any passion for your family anymore. You know, why don't why are you even in this marriage anymore? You're just kind of going through the motions. Yep. Meanwhile, we're treated to another flashback. Where uh, we meet up with uh, the cops. We forgot to mention Riggs, Riggs. one of the cops. Yep. Riggs and Karnak. And they, uh, they've they managed to crack this jigsaw thing wide open thanks to some graffiti. And a fire alarm. Yeah. So they uh, do what all good cops do and illegally search a property. Yep. Or they find a bunch of like velvet sheet covered things. One of them being a not to scale model of the of the uh, industrial bathroom. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Those those people would have been twenty six feet tall according to that model. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, hey, you don't know how tall Carrie Elvis is. Come on. <laughs> Certainly not twenty six feet. Potentially. Uh, almost assuredly. I mean, they could have been using force perspective with him and Andre the Giant, and it turned out to make to make Gary almost look smaller next to Andre. I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> uh, yes, they also find the uh, I don't know the jigsaw puppet or marionette, for lack of a better term, of that that thing. Uh, and then they uh, under. Curtain number three is uh, a dude uh, chained up, tied like chain, like I don't know, like shackled to a chair with drills on either side of his head. Yeah, and apparently that's the and tape and tape over his mouth. And so they do what every what every other cop would do, and not remove the tape on the guy's mouth to ask him what the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, probable jigsaw shows up. Well, as I said, the guy like in the boxer's robe, you know, like they wear when they come out from the, uh, you know, the uh, the locker room to go towards the ring. I was like, oh, the guy whose boxer name is Red Herring. Because <laughs> I was sure that was not jigsaw because I was like, oh, I'm, you know, because I. Yeah, because like, oh, well, everything else is convoluted, so I'm sure this will be convoluted, too. <laughs> so, um. They try to bust him, but then he starts to trap up, and he's all like, hey, there's a bunch of keys. You got to find the right key, or that guy's going to get head drilled. Yeah, and so one of and so Karnak is holding a shotgun, which he easily could have put between the two, like, drill, the, the two pieces of wood holding the two drills, you know, like uh, like Star Wars trash compactor style. And it would have just held the drills apart and they never would have poked the guy's head. But instead he tosses the shotgun to Riggs and and then starts trying to unlock the guy's neck shackle. 
I was like that that was dumb. Well, he did eventually realize he could just shoot the drill bits. Yeah, which was finally like he pulls out his pistol and just shoots each one. It's like, oh, well, there you go. And now I'm going to go chase after probable jigsaw. Yeah. And uh, Riggs tries to get probable jigsaw, but jigsaw assassin creeds him with his secret wrist blade. Yeah. I mean, he's even dressed like the guy from Assassin's Creed. So uh, if uh, if uh, James Wan hasn't sued EA yet, maybe you should. Yeah, so he uh he neck blades him, and then Enzio runs off. That's another Assassin's Creed bit. Oh, okay. I don't know my Assassin's Creed. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Jokes that are works. better when you explain them, right? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, just just let him sit there, Chris. That's what I do. You know, like saving piles of poo. You just let him sit there. So uh, Riggs has got a big neck wound, and uh. Carnac's like, nah, you're fine. I'm gonna chase this guy. It's- yeah, yeah. So yeah. So your partner like gets his throat cut, and your first instinct is I'm gonna go chase the guy instead of, I don't know, deliver life-saving medical attention. Yeah, he's like, Yeah, it's just your throat. Whatever, pussy. I'm out. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna go chase probable jigsaw through a hallway. And uh he manages to trip the sixth most obvious tripwire. Yeah, did he trip it or did Riggs trip it? I was confused on that one. He did. He stepped on it, and that's what set okay. off the aerial shotguns. Yeah, like the 17 shotguns hung from the ceiling with care. Yeah, which I'm like, that seems excessive, but hey, whatever. Yeah, so he gets uh, showered with uh, either buckshot or deer slugs or something. I don't know. And uh, he dies. and Dead. Probable yeah. Jigsaw escapes. And Riggs, also not worried about his own throat slashedness, heads down and finds him. And man, does it not make him happy. He's he's a sad. And it or angry makes him a little of the crazy. So now he's obsessed. Yeah, only I was really surprised in his room there were no strings connecting things on bulletin boards with other things on bulletin boards. Yeah, this seems like they really missed a good opportunity to damage mine that shit. Yeah, I mean, because I'm pretty sure that's how everything, that's how you, every every complicated case that a cop has to solve involves uh, index cards and string and pictures. So now uh, Riggs is holed up in dilapidated ass building number 12 in this movie. Which turns out to be across the street from Buttercup's apartment condo thing. He's convinced that Dr. Buttercup is the jigsaw killer and he's going to bring him to justice. No matter how many shitty apartments he has to rent. (laughs) It doesn't seem like a very very high bar to clear. Well, I mean, he's he's got a budget. He can't just go crazy. Well, I mean, he doesn't have a job anymore, apparently. So, yeah. And uh, then we cut back to bathroom where, uh, oh, Buttercup had tied, tossed his wallet to Aquaman to let him see the picture of his daughter. And behind the picture of his daughter was a Polaroid of the uh, the daughter and the wife bound and gagged with... A uh, message on the back about how some you know to to X marks the spot and you can see it better if your eyes are closed, 
And so Aquaman tells Buttercup to turn off the light because he's had a flash of inspiration. Yeah. And they, uh, they smash up the wall, or Dr. Buttercup does, and he finds a box. And in the box is, you know, cigarettes, a lighter, a fo- cell phone, flip phone, ah, classic flip phone, and a note. Oh, the note. <laughs> but we'll get to the flip phone first, because that's what they, they go to first, is uh, they immediately, like any intelligent person actually would do, is try to call 911, because you're trapped in a murder room, murderly erdler room, and so they try to call 911, but apparently no outgoing calls will go. And he's like, oh, this call must be to receive, this phone must be to receive calls, not to send calls. This suddenly reminds me of how I got captured. Yeah, you know, like it does. Yeah, so like, apparently, uh, Doctor Buttercup is in a shitty parking garage, and gets in his car and, and then tries to go out of the gate, but the gate won't open. So he gets out and grabs the open and picks up the security phone, the white courtesy phone there, and uh, tries to call the the security people let him out and the one of the best parts of the movie when the back door of his car opens up and, and something comes out and comes around the car and it kind of like crawls really low to the ground and in a human way but almost not quite human way which was if they could have just done it a little like a little less human it would have been super creepy and and then he's attacked by a boxer and a pig mask. Like you do. Yeah. And uh which which is gonna be my uh my dog's next uh Halloween costume since she kind of looks like a boxer. We'll put her in a pig mask. There you go. Yeah. Everybody'll get that. Yeah. So then uh the phone rings and it's uh his Dr. Buttercup's kid, like, hey, uh, things aren't going well. Here's mom. And mom, and mom says, reads a canned script. Yeah. About not trusting Aquaman that he knows more than he's letting on. Don't believe his lies. He recognized you from the moment he woke up. Which isn't actually true because he couldn't see when he woke up because the lights were still off. And then he, uh, he looks at the note. Now this is subtle. So you got to pay attention. Yeah, listen up. Because I didn't catch it. <laughs> well, I, once I recovered from the two by four, I caught it to the back of my head. So the note says that you don't have to shoot him to kill him. That that cigarettes can also be deadly. Wink. And then they have this terrible voiceover from one of their recordings where they says about like, if you have so much poison in your blood, the only way out is to shoot yourself in the head. And referencing the the dead body on the floor there. And so, and then they cut to the blood and back to the note in the cigarettes and then to the blood. And like, like literally they should have just written on the screen, Dr. Buttercup suddenly realizes that if he dips the cigarette in the blood, the 
that Aquaman will will smoke it and ingest the poison and die, thus saving his child and wife. Yeah, but that would have been less. That would have been more subtle than what actually happened. Yeah, it's like, come on, come on, movie. Have some have some faith in your audience. So, uh, he decides that he's going to come up with a different scheme. Because, let's face it, you can't put blood on the end of a cigarette and think nobody's going to notice. Right. I mean, seriously, it's fucking blood. So he gives him a not-blood cigarette. Well, no, no, they turn off the lights and have a conversation because apparently video cameras can o- mics only pick up audio when the lights are on. Yeah, yeah, that's why I always record with lights on. Yeah. Oh, so... Does Brett just sit in the shadows and he's actually been here the whole time recording, but no one can hear him? Yeah, I just make him stay in the dark parts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they have a conversation where obviously they're like, okay, now what I'm going to do is toss you a cigarette and you pretend like it kills you. Yeah. And the lights come back up and he tosses a cigarette to Aquaman and the lighter. And Aquaman gives a totally convincing death performance. And by totally convincing, we mean not convincing at all. Like, hilariously hilariously bad <laughs> uh, death scene. Yeah, it's the kind of death scene you would get if you asked your, like, your 12-year-old nephew to act like he was dying. And he'd be like, oh. eh, <coughs> I'm full of dying, and then fall over. <laughs> or if you had Pee Wee Herman get staked. Yeah. And, uh, Jigsaw is not amused by this and electrocutes him for his trouble. Yep, and then you feel, and and obviously shows that the dude's alive because he complains about being electrocuted. He's not committed to the bit, is what we're saying. Yeah, he really should have just went all in. I mean, that's not how you yes-and somebody, you know? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) And then, so, that didn't work. And it's getting to be. Oh, and then uh, oh, we get a flashback to Aquaman's whole spiel about how he uh, got captured, where he had pictures of Doctor Buttercup hanging up in a dark room, a dark room that had a hole in the wall, which obviously would have been letting in light when the lights were turned off in the dark room. Yeah, dark room is a misnomer. They're moderately dark rooms. That was that would have been like I don't care. Like so you have the red light on in the room so that it doesn't like expose the film, but there was a hole in the wall with like either fluorescent, incandescent or sun light outside. There would have just been a beam of white light streaming into this room and you'd be like, "Oh, maybe someone's been observing me in my dark room." Good times. Yeah, I was like, because mm, someone did not think that through very far. <laughs> so anyway, then he falls asleep in the dark room, like you do. Well, yeah, I guess it's it's dark in there. It's you you go to sleep, and uh, he hears something, so he goes to check it out, and we got a pretty good scene with the camera flash as the only light source. Yeah, and I love this. I love the sound of like camera flashes recharging. I don't know why, but that high-pitched kind of whine that kind of just disappears once it gets too high-pitched is great. It reminds me of an episode of Highlander, the television show. 
that I really like. The one where Tess dies. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> so he gets absconded with. By a boxer in a pig mask. And uh, this is where he comes out with everything and says, look, here, in the bag with the hacksaws was also a bunch of the pictures that I took. Yeah, and I followed you the night that you were captured and you went to a shitty hotel. And what were you doing in that shitty hotel? You weren't in there for very long. Like, oh, look, you can't even, like, you can't, you suffer from premature ejaculation. Ha, ha, ha. And the dudes, and then Buttercup's like, well, actually, the, the chick called me there, but I didn't let her take her top off. So, fuck you. Yeah. And uh, in one of the pictures, we see one of the hospital orderlies, Zepp. Yeah. Or Jacob. Or Jacob. And they realize that this is all this is all a setup. That it was all Zep. Jacob. Jacob. Whatever. Meanwhile, back at the place they're being held, Mom manages to free herself as Jacob comes in and he's like, Well, well time's well, up. We could, yeah, we've hit the six the six o'clock mark. <laughs> So now I got to shoot you both. Yep. And so mom goes mama bear on him and uh, grabs the gun and they can't and then doesn't shoot him. Yeah. I mean, like Actually, she, doesn't, she doesn't go full mama bear. She goes about one third mama bear on him. Yeah. Because because full mama bear would have just emptied the clip into him. Most of them into his nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It, it always baffles me. When that's the end result of a kidnapping, it's like, oh, I've got the upper hand on my captor. I'm going to take the high road. I mean, personally, I don't think I'd be taking the high road at that point. But hey, what do I know? I've never been especially, kidnapped. Especially if you're, like, protecting your child. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty okay to put 26 into a guy at that point. <laughs> well, <I> really, <laughs> if you have a second clip, at least. I would definitely reload. <laughs> Twice. Uh, Yes. And then, uh, and so the whole time, like, uh, Buttercup's on the phone with them because, you know, uh, Jacob had called him to, so that he could hear his wife and daughter be killed. And he has a pretty, oh. And then he, so he's like, oh shit, they're going to be killed. I wasn't sure that was actually going to happen. So now I'm going to hacksaw through my leg because. You know, as we learned at Mad Max, it, it's it's easier to cut through your leg than through the chain of handcuffs. And these are much bigger chains than handcuff chains. That's true. And uh, meanwhile, across the way, Riggs has been, you know, spying. And he sees, hears the gunshots. And he's like, uh-oh, I better go over there. Because all of a sudden, I'm concerned about their safety, I guess. I have probable cause to catch Dr. Buttercup in the act. Even though he's not a cop anymore, and it's just a weird guy stalking people at this point. Yeah. So he goes over, and there's a little tussle with him and Jacob. And uh, Jacob runs out of the house with Riggs uh, not far behind. He chases him to the subterranean toilet area. And <laughs> uh, gets shot in the process. While and, Jacob, uh, uh, emerges victorious. Yep. 
And uh, Carrie Elvis at this point, or Buttercup has at this point, like, sawed his own foot off and takes the bullet, puts it in the gun from the dead body and shoots Aquaman. And it's like, look, I did what you wanted. I killed him. So, you know, don't kill my family. And then Jacob comes in and says, oh, you're too late, asshole. We gave you like six fucking hours and you couldn't do it. So screw you. And then thankfully old uh, Aquaman just got a shoulder wound. So he beats uh, Jacob to death with a toilet tank lid, which is pretty hardcore. Yeah, I was like, I was waiting for that that, uh, toilet tank lid to come into play earlier. Like, you know, like it'd be a good way to push things across the floor or things like that. But nope, they didn't. they, They didn't use it till the very end. Yeah, and uh, Dr. Buttercup's like, hey, hey, everything's going to be cool. I'm going to drag myself out of this unknown place to somewhere else, bleeding out. It's going to be fine. I'll get help for you. This couldn't possibly end badly. And drags himself out of the subterranean toilet room. And then the dead body sets up. What? (laughs) Which, if you uh, had not heard ever heard anything about Saw, would be a surprise to you. But like it was to my wife because she does has not heard zero about Saw. Um, but yeah, so Jigsaw sits up and pulls the uh, the fake head wound makeup off of his head, tells Aquaman the keys in the bathtub, and walks out. <laughs> yeah, he's like hey, the keys over there. Peace. <laughs> And that's uh that's saw. Yep. Da da da. And it spawned twenty six sequels. <laughs> yes, all of them progressively worse. I'm sure. So what do you think, Mister Troy? Well, this was my first time watching it. Um, so I pro- I have a lot of thoughts about it. I will elucidate them now. Um, so I knew about the twist going in. But it was still fun to see, like, the I, I I expected Jigsaw to sit up with both of them in the room and just watch them both freak out. But that obviously is not how the, the, the thing works. Um, I don't know, like, Jigsaw, Jigsaw's whole plan doesn't really, like, it makes for a fun movie. It does not make for anything that would make any kind of sense in real life. Um, and and some of the stuff was a little, dare I say, ham-fisted when it came to, like, the cigarettes and the blood. And uh, when the wife is like, you don't have any passion for your family. And I was like, oh, so obviously Jigsaw is trying to get him to prove that he is has passion for his family. Like, he would kill for his family. But he apparently didn't have that passion until his family was being killed. Um, the, I don't, I feel like Carrie Russell was kind of wasted in this film because she shows up for about a minute and a half. Uh, I'm always happy to see Danny Glover and stuff. So he was awesome. Um, Carrie Elwes, I thought did a pretty decent job. Uh, the, the, his, his, I've been bleeding out of my leg stump for a few minutes. Makeup was kind of lame looking. He looks like. It's we're just going to give you a zombie makeup and call it good because we don't have anything else. Any, we don't know about anything else. And uh, so he looked a little a little too ashen, I feel like, for the 
the 30 seconds he would have been bleeding. Um, I don't know. The whole jigsaw lying there the whole time bit is just kind of, I mean, it makes for a good twist. I don't think it makes for a good like story. Um, I mean, the, this was, like I said at the opening, this kind of really did feel like escape room, the movie. And it really amazes me that there is not an escape room where you can get chained up and you have like a half hour for you and whoever else is chained up in that room to escape. I mean, I just kind of seems like an obvious escape room idea. (laughs) So, I mean, uh, Anybody who does escape rooms and you're listening will be happy to take 1% of the proceeds from your future Saw escape rooms. Thank you. Uh, just send it to uh, Chris at SlaughterhousePrincess.com, which is not an actual email address. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chris's PayPal address that doesn't actually exist. And uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this. Yeah, you know, I enjoyed this movie. It, it was an enjoyable movie. It doesn't really stand up to scrutiny, but whatever. It's it's a it's a fun ride, you know. It's kind of like oh, you go on a, you go on a roller coaster. It takes you right back to where you started, but it's still a fun ride, you know. So it it is the roller coaster of horror movies. I will give it that. <laughs> uh, uh, I would say watch it if you have not seen it. Watch it uh, if you have seen it, but haven't seen it in a while. That's yeah, worth watching again. I think I'll have to give it a look in a couple of years and see if I feel that way. Uh, How about you, Chris? How do you feel about this movie? I've seen it a couple of times, so I kind of knew what I was getting into. And I'll agree, it's it's a movie that's all about just being there for the thing when it's happening. It it really doesn't hold up super great to scrutiny afterwards. But it's it's a fun enough ride. It's got some interesting moments. It's... You can definitely tell that... They wanted to make this as opposed to a lot of the later Saw movies where it's like studio mandate says that this is what's going to be in the Saw movie and you got a year so you better get it out. Yep, because it's got to come out on Halloween. It seems unfairly uh, aligned with the whole torture porn genre, at least this first one does. Yeah, there's very little actual gore in this. Very little like fake blood even in this. And all most of the... uh the previous like the flashback torture scenes all happen like in fast forward and off and often with crazy camera movements. So this movie's like like one fifth like Marilyn Manson music video, I guess. Yeah. This is this does a really good job at ratcheting up the tension of everything. The the flashbacks and the misdirection and the you don't really know what's going on and the people they're not horrible monsters in this situation like it's an adulterer and a guy who's like a private eye kind of a dude who takes pictures of people like they're not child molesters or whatever i mean and they're pretty nice to each other through the movie mostly yeah and and unlike the the rest of the series where it is definitely all about the the traps and the gore and the blood that this is a lot I don't want to say smarter, but comparatively speaking to like uh, the rest of the movies, this is a lot smarter of a movie. <laughs> it is the uh, the the uh, the tallest jockey when it comes to intelligence. It's, it is the Citizen Kane of the Saw franchise, <laughs> which isn't saying a lot, but it's 
better than its reputation kind of may make you think if you've never given it a shot. You're not going to see a bunch of crazy nonsense. It's really a lot more about just watching these people try to get out of a situation and are they going to make it? What's going to happen next? If you've yeah. never seen it, it's worth a see. It it definitely has its place in the uh, horror pantheon. Yeah. And I said give it a go. Could definitely do worse. Just don't watch any of the other Saw movies. Really, they're not they're not good. No, that's what I hear. I've not seen them because, again, I'm not a fan of the torture board genre. Yeah, there there is something to be said for the ridiculousness of the story that they kind of make as it builds on itself in these weird, convoluted messes that I get so- kick out of. So if you're a fan of, like, Marvel Comics continuity, you might like the Saw continuity? Is that what you're saying? If you like to watch a thing, and you're just like, I can't believe that that was how they explained that, then yeah, keep going. <laughs> so we got next week, Chris. What do we have next week? Next week, we have the first live-action Attack on Titan movie. Yes, which I saw on the way flying on the way to Japan... Because I was like, oh, Attack on Titan, the movie. I must watch this because I liked the anime well enough. So I am going to inflict that upon Chris, who also is a fan of the Japanese movies. And I think also of the Attack on Titan anime. Yes. I'm, so, I'm into both of those things. Yes. So uh, we will we will be watching that. I suggested that one, obviously. Uh, but if you would like to suggest other things... I will tell you how to do so so that Chris doesn't have to sit there and look very uncomfortable while saying it. <laughs> uh, you could reach us on Facebook where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. Uh, SlaughterhousePrincess.com is our website where you can find our episodes and links to a bunch of things related to us. Uh, you could email us at SlaughterhousePrincessPodcast at gmail.com. And once your carpal tunnel has cleared up, you can recommend things to us. Uh, you can reach us at our subreddit, which is r slash SHP podcast. Uh, we on Twitter, we are Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess because vowels are like peas. And um, let's see what else we got. We got our Discord server, which is at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. So you can talk chat with us there. Uh, if you would like to support us financially, you can always go to our Patreon, which is patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Uh, we we uh, we would like to thank everyone who sent us answers to our survey, uh, which is no longer open now. Uh, that was at survey.slaughterhouseprincess.com, just for historical record, I guess. Uh, but we did discover that... Uh, Chris and Brett tie for the, uh, the the favorite host of our listeners. Uh, I was a close second, so I do not feel bad. Uh, people like like it when our podcasts are longer and when Brett is on them. And those two usually go hand in hand because Brett just adds a bunch of nonsense to the episode. <laughs> Tough affair. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so someone said they would like a t-shirt i think we'll look into uh maybe having at least one t-shirt design so that we you know you could have you can wear slaughterhouse princess merchandise with pride and or shame 
And uh, yeah, so uh, we we definitely uh, appreciate the responses. You all gave very surprisingly useful responses. So I was like, oh, you know, we talk a lot of nonsense on the podcast. We were expecting to get a lot of nonsense back, but instead we got a lot of good a lot of good information. So uh, we thank you. And uh, I don't know what else we got, Chris. I think that's it. That's it. Well, I mean, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast aggregation softwares. Oh, yes. And places like iTunes, Google Music, Podbean, Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Things like that. And just uh, another thanks to the Horror Show Hot Dog guys for doing a illy-timed late Halloween crossover. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, we should do this for Halloween. They're like, yes. And then they're like, oh, wait, we forgot. We have everything going on around Halloween. Can we do it the week after? We're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll, allow it. we'll allow it. So be sure to check those guys out. Which are can be found, obviously, at Horror Show Hot Dog on Facebook or HorrorShowHotDog.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed their style. They obviously... Uh, actually think about movies whereas we just watch and drink about movies yeah i mean we're all doing the lord's work but uh no see i this 